Hey, I'm Lauren, owner of Floss Cakery, founder of Are You Cake? Empowering people just like you to open conversations around mental health, making it feel fun and easy. I don't have it all figured out and not many people do. Some days are pretty tough and that's totally okay, but I believe we can all get through this by having these open conversations. Because you matter, you're fucking awesome, you are so worthy, and we are not alone. So let's do this together. Want to see more of what I do? Search at Floss Cakery on Instagram or flosscakery.co.nz. See you there. Hello, beautiful listeners. I am sitting in my sunny lounge room it's not funny anymore is it um in front of the very incredible cat douglas um founder of brave face and an amazing herbal supplement brand supplements <laughs> brand here to change the conversation around fear and overwhelm thank you so much for coming um for coming all the way here <laughs> and um for helping open these conversations like it's we need more people like you in this world. It's just amazing what you're here to do. Um, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. <laughs> and thank you also for the work that you're doing to help open oh. conversations as well. Thank you. Um, what a team. Um, first, I'm going to start with the question I ask everyone, which is how are you? Like really, how are you? And I'll just explain really quickly why I ask this question this way is because, and I it's possibly a Kiwi thing, but maybe it's a global thing too, that we have this like ingrained in us that as soon as we see a person, we have to say, how are you? And we almost say it not expecting an answer or an actual honest answer. Um, and so I'm asking you right now um, here, how are you? I would like to say that I'm really, really good. <laughs> but if I'm being honest with you and myself, I would say I'm mostly good, mm -hmm. but also very stressed okay. um, and definitely in need of a bit of a holiday at the moment. Oh, yeah. um, but I think that that's actually such an important question. It's something that I reflect on often when I walk into a shop and yeah. the shop assistant says, how are you? Yeah. And I sometimes think, do you really want mm. to know the answer to that question? Yeah. And you're so right that in our culture, we do just use it as more of a greeting as opposed to a genuine how are you really? Yeah. And so it is important for us to ask our friends yeah. in a genuine way where they feel like you're asking more than yeah. more than just a, a sort of generic response. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking today, I was like, is it us answering the asking the question wrong? Like, should we be asking a different question, like more specific? And then I was like, maybe it should be like, how's your day going? But then the answer can still be, it's good. So it's like, I think it's kind of a both thing rather than um, just asking how are you and just accepting the I'm good, actually being like, yeah, okay, but what's going on? Like, how are you really? Like, you know, digging a bit more and then also when the question's asked to you be honest about how you're actually doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like a two-way street, I suppose. <laughs> um, so I met Kat. Um, via Instagram <laughs> when I was preparing for Are You Okay? the event um, and I knew when I started this podcast that I wanted to have you on because I just think that your like vision and your story is like so perfect for the space um, and I wanted to share about your journey and your story um, and 
how you got here today. I don't know if you want to start off with a little bit about yourself and where your mental health or otherwise journey got you here. Yeah, you sure. <laughs> um, I think probably to start with, it would be a journey of just trying to figure out what my career path was. Yeah. Largely, um, I think I, when I was young, I was always very hardworking, but I didn't know what I was working towards. I didn't mm. know what I wanted to do, and that caused a lot of kind of internal conflict for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's important to point out because I wish I had known that not every adult has it figured out when I was in my early 20s. And I also wish I'd known that um, as you experience life, certain situations or certain people will actually help to knock you onto the correct path and yeah. you will get clarity in the end. Mm. Um, so I guess I came out of high school, I did my first degree, not really knowing what I wanted to do. And a real pivotal moment for me was when I went traveling. Um, so I backpacked for 18 months around Europe and Central America. Wow. And during that time, I'd kind of grown up in a super medical family. So mm -hmm. my mum and my grandfather are both pharmacists. My grandfather owned a pharmaceutical manufacturing company. My dad also worked there. My uncle's a surgeon. Oh, wow. Um, and I had very much been taught, when you have a problem, there's a magic pill that will fix it. Mm -hmm. So kind of this very Western medicine approach mm. to health. And when I was traveling and kind of being immersed in different cultures, I started to see a lot of these people using various medicinal kind of herbs mm. um, or foods or that type of thing for either treatment of ailments, but also prevention of ailments. And it was just such a different way of thinking. Yeah. And I think that was a real moment for me. And I found that I was way more passionate and wanting to learn about that than I ever was about the pharmaceuticals that I had always been around. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a first moment for me that knocked me onto, okay, I'm actually quite passionate about health and preventative mm. wellness. Yeah. And why why is it that as humans we so often wait until we're sick until we actually do something about it? When there are oft, often a lot of things we can do to prevent ourselves from getting there. Mm. Um, I came back, I sort of went back into the family business for a little while and I still wasn't sure if that was what I wanted to do. And so I felt like I needed to go and get some overseas experience um, and further my studies because if I wanted to take over the family business I wanted to have kind of a little bit more business acumen. Mm. Um, so I did my master's in Melbourne and that was a master's of innovation entrepreneurship and we had to do a project on a business idea. Um, so I did that and then I decided I was actually going to try and start that business idea <gasps> oh, that's so um, cool. in Melbourne. It was a personalized vitamin company. Um, so I set off on my own and I sort of got on this mission that I needed to prove myself outside of the family company, otherwise no one would ever think I mm. had actually achieved much. Yeah. Um, and anyway, long story short, that ended up falling over because of the regulations in Australia, um, which was devastating at the time, but I reflect back on it and it was actually the best thing that could have happened to me because I learned so much through the process. And what it allowed me to do was really realize that I wanted to build brands that help people um, in the preventative wellness space. Mm. And then the question came down to, well, where am I going to be able to do that and have the biggest impact? Is that trying to do it on my own? Or should I be tapping into this company that I'm so fortunate to be a part of in my family mm. where I can use the best scientists in the country to help me develop really top quality products, um, mm. the regulatory support, the legal support, that type of thing. And mm. so I made the decision to come back 
into the family business and moved back to New Zealand. Um, and I had been really noticing an increase in kind of the talk around mental health. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something in the space of kind of stress, overwhelm, yeah. the anxieties that come with modern life. And that sort mm. of where Brave Face was born. Yeah, that's so cool. That must have been quite tricky to make that decision to come home to kind of like almost I imagine like in your head and I guess like I assume like late mid-20s when that decision was happening it's kind of in the like I guess in a critic would be like you're backtracking you're going backwards yeah yeah because I lived in um I lived in New York for a year and I came home and tried to basically recreate what I had in in New York um, but I just went straight back into the job I was working at beforehand. And yeah, I had those same thoughts, like you're just going back to what you was, what you were doing, like nothing's changed, you know, that must be really hard for you to make that decision. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think it all came down to, for me, was knowing what I wanted to put out in the world yeah. and then having to get over my yeah. ego <laughs> and make sure that I was in the place that I could be the most effective in mm. achieving that goal. Mm. Yeah, so how has it been, like, since, you know, what was the process like? I, I Two questions here. <laughs> what was the process like creating that, like, working with basically family members to create this product that you had such a, it seems like such a strong vision towards the end goal. Um, what was that like? like yeah. <laughs> long and yeah. hard, oh. I would say. <laughs> um, so I... Our naturopath, so I, I actually lead the new product development uh, team for our other supplement brand, which is called Clinicians, mm -hmm. um, and our naturopath had been talking about how she uh, was using a passion flower spray in her clinic and getting great results for her patients oh, who are suffering from mild anxiety, and we were talking about putting that into the clinician's range, and I sort of realized that we could do that but it would get lost among mm. the other 80 products that we already have and it would never actually get the attention and care it needed. So I'd have gone home that night and I'd text my girlfriends and said, hey, do any of you suffer from anxiety and would you be willing to talk to me about it? Mm. And all seven of them in this group chat came back and said yes. Wow. And it was kind of a real moment for me, mm. realising how big the problem is and how little we talk about it because mm. I only knew that two of them were struggling mm. so wow. that was quite eye-opening and I, I then went and just researched everything and talked to everyone I could about mm. um, anxiety stress overwhelm all of those kind of topics mm. and there weren't many natural options on the market that had real evidence-based research behind them mm. so I felt that there was a space to play because people were wanting or needing something, you know, a lot of people don't need to be on prescription medication. They're actually yeah. at a much earlier stage, and what they need to do is actually nip that in the bud and try and get the tools mm -hmm. to deal with it. Mm. So that's kind of where the concept was born, and then we went through a two-year um, sort of product development <laughs> phase uh, because I was very strict on kind of the criteria. I wanted it to be all natural. I wanted it the day product to be in a spray which was very difficult in terms of the consistency oh, of the product interesting. the flavor was an issue oh, the herbs are naturally poor. very disgusting yeah. tasting <laughs> um so we had a lot of kind of technical hurdles mm. uh in that process but in the end we managed to achieve what we wanted to without compromising mm. it just took 
a lot of time and effort yeah. and um, revisions. Yeah, that's so cool. And I imagine that would have taken a lot of toll on your own mental health. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, well, I know for me, like being a perfectionist, everything, <laughs> literally, it, that's what a perfectionist is, everything has to be perfect. And um, yeah, and I suppose going through it, you'd be like, I just want to use the thing <laughs> to make me feel better to get to the thing. Um, but I love how you, your brand, um, you use like real words such as like fear and worry and stress and overwhelm rather than um, words like, I suppose, and this conversation is trying to um, cut that stigma, but there is a stigma around anxiety and depression and that whole mental health, um, those big scary words. And I love that you, you, you've used those words in your branding to, like you say, they're not quite at that point where they need things for, their de for depression or anxiety. Um, and it welcomes. Um, I guess it's a more relaxed. Was that the, was that the like idea around the branding to make it more of like a relaxed thing? Like, oh, I'll just take a couple of pumps of this because I'm a little bit worried, rather than I'm anxious. You know, like I think some people get a little bit scared about that word. Yes. <laughs> um, who? Yeah. Was that like the idea of that? branding using those words rather than the big scary words <laughs> yeah so I think um, a couple of things there yes we um, very much wanted to use uplifting language that was and we want to empower people to overcome these feelings yeah um, and we also want to normalize being able to talk about it like you don't need to have an anxiety disorder to seek help for yeah. the fact that you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed yeah. um, and I think we've become very quick to use anxiety as a blanket word for mm everything yeah um yeah when sometimes it's not actually anxiety yeah. that we're feeling so we're quite careful in the language that we use and trying to use language that relates to people but then I guess the other if I'm being completely honest mm -hmm. part of that is from a regulatory perspective mm -hmm. we need to be very careful because we're a natural medicine mm -hmm. um we are not a prescription medication sure. so we cannot make any claims to be curing an anxiety disorder mm. or depression or that type mm. of thing. So we never would want to over-promise what our products can deliver. They are a tool to have in your toolkit to help mm. you cope. But kind of managing anxiety and depression is actually a much more holistic approach, mm. which I guess is what we're trying to achieve through the brand by providing um, holistic resources like recipes that include mood-enhancing foods, Beautiful. different e breathing exercises, mm. um, kind of mindfulness techniques and that type of thing mm. but yeah we don't want to overpromise, and we don't want people to think oh my goodness maybe I can come off my medication yeah. um, and take this natural alternative which would be much more aligned with my values mm, because that's a much bigger medical decision that yeah. needs to be made in conjunction with a healthcare practitioner yeah of course I love that you align it with like like you said the the recipes and the and the breathing because that it is that toolkit right like it is that you know like that um couple of sleep drops next to your bed that you need and also you need to do the, that meditation when you wake up and like that kind of thing I love that you combine all those things because I think we too quickly think that there's going to be one solution and this is going to solve everything like you just said this is going to mean I'm, I can come off my medication um I, I just love that you're like yeah, so open and honest about that. Um, and I guess I sort of, I don't know if this maybe is me just being a little bit nosy, but I'd love to know, like, 
what sort of like issue, not issues is the wrong word, forgive me for using that, um, bumps you had along the way in terms of like your own like journey your mental health journey and you're like uh, obviously you, you said now that you're stressed and like you're overwhelmed and like getting from I mean even in like high school when you had no idea what you were going to do to now like what journeys have you or what things have you discovered along the way like about you and your mental health yeah it's a really good question because um, I think it's it's different for everyone, right? And mm. that's, I guess, again, what we're trying to achieve through Brave Place is telling that from lots of different walks of life. Mm. But in terms of my own personal journey, I would say that Brave Place has definitely made me the most stressed I've ever been <laughs> in my life. There's yeah. just, as you will no, know, starting a business. <laughs> yeah. um, there are so many things that go wrong along the way, so many mm. things that you're responsible for. I'm also a perfectionist, yeah. so <laughs> I hold a very high standard for myself, and a lot of that's self-inflicted. Yeah. Um, yeah. But mm -hmm. it has made me really stressed. The great news is I have three products <laughs> to help me to try and cope that with that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of my own mental health, I've been really fortunate that I haven't had any incredibly serious um, yeah. mental health issues along the way but there have definitely been times for me of both anxiety and depression mm. so I think the first time I ever remember feeling depressed was when I was around 13 my parents were getting divorced mm. and it was just kind of a time where I had no control my whole world yeah was being turned upside down in my very narrow kind of perspective of at course. that age yeah and I just didn't know who I could trust mm. um didn't know who to believe and mm. felt quite stuck in the middle. Yeah. So that was sort of the first time. I think I had another bout of depression when I was actually backpacking in, in London. Mm. Um, just over the winter, I had hoped to get a job, but my visa had been stolen long, long oh, story. <laughs> and um, I couldn't end work, which was my dream to work in London. Um, and that was quite a isolating. sad and isolating mm. situation for me because I was over there not working so very hard to meet people make new friends mm, and, and that type yeah. of thing um and I think what I've learned along the way is for me with my mental health is actually really simple in the fact mm. that to get out of one of those spirals of either more depression or more anxiety it's the simple things that matter right mm. it's making sure I'm actually getting enough sleep that I'm not yeah. on my phone or watching Netflix until 3 a.m in the morning and then sleeping in late and the next yeah. day and regretting it and then doing it yeah. again in a cycle. so easy to do. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's um, making sure that I'm moving my body and not coming up with excuses, oh, it's been a stressful day, I'm, mm. I'm going to skip the gym tonight or I'm going to yeah. skip that walk. It's making sure that I um, keep up a bit of a social calendar, mm -hmm. that I'm seeing my friends and my mm. loved ones, um, which, again, when I'm stressed, can be very easy to retreat from. Mm. So... It's the simple things, yeah. cooking healthy meals, yeah. exercising, taking my supplements, getting mm. enough sleep. But the hard thing about it is when you're in one of those spirals, mm. the simple things, are, it's hard to motivate yourself yeah. to do those things. So I think what I've learned is when I'm there, it can feel overwhelming because where I am versus where I would like to be yeah. feels like a lot of change. But if you just focus on one or getting one yeah. or two things right a week, it and you slowly it. build it back up, you can find yourself in a much yeah. better situation. And that's sort of how I try to manage um, yeah. my mental health now that I have a little bit more perspective on it, mm. I guess. 
Yeah, I, I actually can relate to that when I was I was 12 or 13 and my mum first started getting sick um, and that's when, that's where the, uh, my brain was like, hello anxiety, hello <laughs> depression, how are you doing? Um, and so yeah, I can relate to like, you know, feeling isolated and not knowing like who to turn to because mum was busy in hospital, dad was busy with her and yeah, it was very much, I, I can totally understand where that comes from and I can sort of, I don't know about you, but for me I can relate it to like times now when like maybe I'm alone or someone can't come and hang out with me or something happens and I'm like, well, what do I do now? And it's like that instant trigger back to being 13 mm-hmm. and that's like that little girl inside of me is like, what am, what am I doing? Where am I? Like, who's going to help me? Who's going to save me? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if that if it feels like that for you, but it's definitely a, a trigger for me now, mm. um, having going through that. So when you think about it like that, we were children. It, it seems like not because it's almost a teenager and you probably thought like you know knew what you were doing at that age, but it was literally we were children. Um and I think that age is already, like, being a teenager is hard enough as it is without <laughs> yeah. big fundamental life changes happening yeah. that you're trying to navigate as well. Mm, first year of high school, yes. well, for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I can definitely relate to that. Um, yeah, and thank you for sharing that. Um, it's nice to know that, like, other people went through similar things, you know, and that's, again, that's what we're doing this whole thing for. Um now, I'm just going to, like, turn the conversation slightly. With um, Brave Face and your branding and stuff, you do these incredible, empowering videos um, on your social media um, of just everyday people talking about their stories. Um, and I'm um, interested to know, like, how it is hearing those stories and, and how it impacts you. Like, because I'm, for me, I'm an empath. As soon as I hear someone else's story, I'm like, oh, like, it hurts. Like, I can feel it as if it's happened to me. And I just wondered, interested to know how that affects you, hearing all those stories. Yeah. Incredible people's stories. Yes. Well, I mean, the first thing is I'm so honored for the people who have Mm. offered up their stories. It was incredibly important to us to be able to tell stories from all walks of life. Because what I've learned through this journey is these struggles actually can look very different from person to person so we Mm. wanted to um, tell enough stories that most people could find something that they related to and hopefully feel a little bit less alone Um, most of the stories I've actually done I've actually felt quite inspired by the people Mm. their perspective um, the way that they have learned to cope and manage themselves and their Mm. mental health Uh, it's been incredibly inspiring but of course um, actually I think probably the hardest thing for me was we did an activation where we um, commissioned a mural on Ponsonby Road which oh read you're bigger yes. than your biggest worry and we had a locked box on the site where people could write down their worries and leave them in the box. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you. That was so yeah. incredible. Um, it went incredibly well. We had over 500 people leave their wow. worries with us and the idea was the symbolism of kind of letting it go. Yeah. Um, and I would clear that box out every day and mm. I could see what yeah. is worrying people the most and that really hit home yeah. hard. Um wow. And yes, I do often, I, I've, my nature is to try and help 
everyone yeah. and try and mm. fix people's but, problems. Yeah. And quite often what I'm learning is you can't fix other people's problems. You yeah. can be there to support them. But at the end of the day, they have to um, want to overcome it yeah. themselves. Yeah. And so I think just having to monitor my internal chat and how much I get invested in mm. trying to fix the problem as opposed to su- supporting yeah. that those people. But yeah, overall, I'm incredibly grateful for the stories that have been shared because it's really helped open my eyes to how different it is for everyone and mm. um, different ways that different people cope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get the fixing people thing. It's tricky. It's a f- It's such a fine line, isn't it, between like you almost and like obviously you're on the outside so you can see what they're going through and you can see that they're struggling and you want to just like dive in and do it for them but that's not how they learn they learn and they grow by learning it and doing it themselves um and yeah I'm 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 very much learning that too that I can't take on other people's emotions and I can't fix people um which is such a fine line between like where do I stop helping to the point where I'm trying to fix? That's where I'm like learning. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's great. And it can look different in every situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my next question doesn't really like this is, there's no segue for this question, but, (laughs) um, Actually, I have two questions behind this. Why the name Brave Face? I mean, it's probably quite obvious, really. And then also, what is your Brave Face? What yeah, sure. Great question. <laughs> um, so the, the brand name Brave Face really came about because what we're trying to do as a brand is change the stigma around having a conversation mm-hmm. around kind of out daily struggles or the struggles of modern life effectively and the pressures that we all put ourselves under and so in order to change that conversation we realize we're going to ruffle a few feathers people are not going to necessarily all like it or resonate but we felt that it was really important to go out with a really bold brand Mm -hmm. that would challenge the status quo Um, a lot of the other brand names I thought of were kind of more what you would expect of a stress product, like a little bit more yogury and natural and that type of thing. But what I particularly resonated with me with Brave Face was it obviously has a literal meaning, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of people have actually have a negative connotation with the term Brave Face because their parents have said to them as a child, I'll put on a Brave Face. And it's become this almost, um, I'll get over it and move on type thing. She'll be right. Brush it off. And so what I liked it about it was taking something that potentially had some negative connotations for someone mm. and turning it into a positive because yeah. it's kind of a symbolism of what we're trying to do within this uh, space. Mm. So that's kind of how the name that's came so, about. That's so interesting. And I love the way you've branded it too because it's not like, you know, I, I think about this is not the example, but – I mean, he's not one to take the product, but I think about my dad and it's the kind of like packaging and branding and product that he would probably lean towards or my partner, he would probably lean towards that rather than something that's more like you say, yogury and, and combining that with the, using the words like fear and stress and overwhelm, overwhelm rather than like fix your mental health or whatever, <laughs> obviously not quite like that, but um, that just attracts those other people that won't typically 
think to use that product and I love that it reaches more people I suppose yeah and when we started out on the journey we actually thought that this would be a women's only brand mm. and it wasn't until I started talking to people about their wow. sort of journey and that type of thing that I realized that kind of stress and worry and overwhelm is just as prevalent for yeah. men as it is for women it's just that we tend to be more open and talking mm. about it mm. so it was really important to me to um, develop a brand that would appeal to both a male and a female audience yeah, that's so interesting that's so interesting yeah so yeah moving on what is your brave face what is my brave face <laughs> I think for me it really comes down to what we were talking about a little bit earlier around if you know what your purpose is and what you want to achieve in this world mm -hmm. and you're living that it yes. does not matter what other people think yes you know oh, if people yes. you people everyone's someone's going to have an opinion on what mm -hmm. you're doing no matter what you're doing yes. but if you can live true to yourself and you mm -hmm. know you are doing what you believe in wholeheartedly mm. that at the end of the day is all that matters yes I love that so so that uh, so completely couldn't agree anymore <laughs> um that sort of links in with um oh, what is that quote I heard the other day <clears throat> um if someone has a problem with you, that's their fucking problem. <laughs> it's literally, it's their problem. They have the problem. So it's like, and that has stuck with me so much. And like, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't agree any more with that. Um, so this is probably one of the last questions. But um, uh, um, if someone was starting off, they didn't really, I guess, like you, didn't grow up with too many, um, didn't grow up having had depression or anxiety and have lived a relatively, like, fearless, I suppose you can say, an overwhelm-free life, but they're starting to sort of notice some things and they're starting to realize, like, um, I think I'm struggling there or I think maybe this is anxiety or my mental health isn't as great as I thought it was going to be. Where do you recommend they begin? Like there's so many different places you can start, but where, if this was you in that situation, where would you, where would you begin? Yeah. <laughs> Such a big question. I, know. <laughs> I think the first thing to know is that you're not alone in yeah. those feelings yeah. um, and they will not last forever. Mm. Well, they don't have to last forever at yeah. least. Um, and that small differences can make a big difference. Mm. So small changes in your everyday routine. So my, I think the first thing is talk to someone. Yeah. Um, that's what I always find when I get into one of these spirals is the biggest release is actually finally going and either talking to a loved one, your partner, your family, or even a professional if you yeah. don't have someone that you feel completely comfortable talking to. Mm. But that getting it out is often the first part yeah. or step towards feeling better yeah. and then I think the next thing is what are some small changes don't try and fix everything what are some small changes that you can add into your day for mm. example this week I will go for a walk every morning before work mm. and once you've conquered that yeah this week I'm going to try and cook for myself a healthy nutritious meal mm. five nights during the week mm. and if you can start to build on those small changes you will slowly but surely um feel better yeah and, and that's my personal sort of experience I love that yeah that's beautiful because yeah like it is there is so many different things like they say eat healthy exercise go for a walk take this take that eat this eat that breathe <laughs> 
and and there's just like so many different things and I can and even I am just like I feel shit today and I don't know what to do <laughs> um there's just so many and I'm my mind I think it's almost my inner critic is going well you could have done this you could have done this you could have done this and it's just like listing off all of these things so yeah that's such a beautiful way to um and like you said before they can just be simple things like just get up and go for a walk and I think that that get up and go for a walk thing I um have been trying to do that lately um and I um have a little tip I put my phone on charge in my office and all my like walking clothes next to it so when I have to drag myself out of bed and like turn my alarm off I'm like okay well I'm standing here at the moment it's fucking cold and so I'm like okay well I'll just put these clothes on and then I'm like well I'm dressed may as well just make the few steps out the door and go for a walk um and it really helps to like yeah just do those little steps like get out of bed turn the alarm off put some pants on well you've got pants on now you may as well put a top on <laughs> you know it's those little simple steps and yeah I really appreciate that that that's just the perfect job <laughs> um so to wrap things up um obviously give you a little spiel about where we can find you and um, find Brave Face and also just your piece of advice you kind of just gave it but something that you might want to share with um, our listeners. <laughs> yeah sure um, so Brave Face you can currently purchase online at hellobraveface.com we're also available in Faro for Yay. Auckland followers so um, and some exciting news that you heard here first. We're about to launch into a life pharmacy and uni oh, camp cool. as well. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Really excited. That's so, so cool. That's going to make such a like, yeah, that's going to make such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in terms of advice, gosh, so many things. I put you on the spot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, my advice would be don't take yourself too seriously. Yes. Uh, you will figure out mm. where you're supposed to go. It, it's sometimes not about trying to figure it out. It's just about letting life happen mm. and realizing that the experiences that you go through will push you onto the right path. Yeah. So take the pressure off. Um, and try to enjoy it. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for coming in. Um, it was so interesting hearing about your story and the journey of Brave Face, and I can't wait to see where it goes. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, and I'm really excited to eat this cake in front of me. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. We've been sitting here next to cake, and I've been like, should I, while she's talking, should I have some? And then I was like, if she stops talking, I'm going to be like, have a mouthful of cake. <laughs> okay, we're going to go eat cake. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This world is so much better with you in it. I hope you know that you are not alone and that you are fucking awesome. We can't wait for the next one, but in the meantime, follow at Flosscakery on Instagram for more shenanigans or visit flosscakery.co.nz. See you there.